day and welcome all dad joke enjoyers, moo gatherers, NBA parts of the welders, Texan truffle trialers, elf Britney Charlie collectors, various, various marketing company employees, 27 or Sandshrew fans, lightship glasses developers, Niantic dogs and cats, photosphere diehards, and of course, our fellow unpaid Niantic employees. <laughs> Sorry, I should say our wayfinders. And welcome to a masterful episode 27 of the Wayspotters podcast. Whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. Don't you mean episode 47? Ah, uh, yes, yes. 27 was Alfindiol and episode 20 was Sea Princess. So if you smush them together, we get Mark. Wayspotters is proudly brought to you by the Pokemon Professor Network, which is home to many a great podcast. The PPN is powered by you, the community. And for as little as one third of the cost of a coffee a month, you can support all of the shows on the network, including our own. And if you join annually, you save 10%. Jamal, how are you going? Well, I'm going very well. As you listen to this show, a lot of things will have happened, including Thanksgiving in the U.S., including Black Friday in the U.S., and I will have participated in all of them in various different fashions, including a second job where I will have worked the door for a department store and keep people from stealing things. So, and maybe nominating a couple waste spots along the line. So I'm going very well, Lachlan. How are you? Now, you made, you alluded to, to Masterful. What's that all about? Oh, we'll, we'll get to our hidden guest in a second who's not so hidden. But, you know, the titles always ruin our guests of these things. It sure does. But as our listeners are listening to this, I've just finished competing in the Brisbane Regionals this weekend because this is dropping on this first Sunday of December. So he's hoping that GBL is fixed by then because we have a official Pokemon regional tournament that weekend and the winner gets flown to Japan. Wait a minute. GBL's broken? I thought GBL was working just fine. Well, maybe by the time they're listening to this, Go Battle League might be working again. And the season of light will be over. So this is the first show in the question mark season of whatever it's going to be. Now, wait a minute. Today, I, I, know, I know what the next name is. Should I tell them or should we make well, them wait? Well, the name is on Pokeminers. So like, okay, but well. you know, our insiders are telling us that that name is wrong and that GBL is going to splinter off, but I don't believe them for a second. So <laughs> today is Thursday, the 24th of November for myself and for Jamal and our guest, it is, they're stuck in the past over on Wednesday, the 23rd, at least I'm being thankful that in Australia, I don't know what you're doing over in America on a Wednesday, <laughs> but I do hear it's a crazy time to be an American shopper, Jamal. So be safe on Friday. Now for our audience, you have listened to me ramble for a while, probably about 27 minutes, but I can't wait to officially introduce you to our guest today. Mark, also known as Masterful27, one of the three hosts of the Incense podcast and a YouTuber and the Rural Trainer. Mark, how's your Wednesday been? My Wednesday's going good. It's going good. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me on. Lovely to be here with you both. Um, you did remind me, Lachlan, that we're crazy in the UK as well. We have Black Friday as well. And we, we we say it's big, but you might get a few big TVs for uh, for a little bit cheaper than what they normally would be. But we don't. We, we big it up more. But uh, yeah. Well, over here, we've, this is day four of Black Friday week. Uh, and then next week is Cyber Monday <laughs> week, according to Amazon. So yes, Amazon does rule the world. Well, Lachlan, you know, this is the third episode where I am outnumbered by fantastic accents. So with that, Masterful 27, Mark, I I'm guessing you're not from South Carolina by your accent. Am I correct in that? 
Sadly not. Sadly not, Jamal. I wish I was, and I'd, I'd be following your football team with you, my man. But no. Um, <laughs> no, I'm very well-travelled uh, around the UK. My accent, for people in the UK, they probably can't even recognise where I'm from, but um, I'll try and simplify it for your listeners. I'm originally from up north, as we'd call I, it. And This plant's got a north as well. Up north, yeah. It's got a north as well. Ian's got, Ian gets quite defensive, Ian Waterfall, as you guys know. He gets very defensive about what is up north. But um, I was born in Scotland, and um, but, but, but grew up in Yorkshire, up in Leeds, hence my allegiance to Leeds United. But then I have travelled all around the UK. I had a year, Lackland, believe it or not, if we'd known each other in a previous life, I... I spent a good few months in Brisbane, my man. So I did you come to Australia? I've never heard that you've come to Australia. I was waiting for that. Thank you. <laughs> but no, I, I now find myself in the southwest, and uh, my accent does not suit the area that I'm in. But uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. You boys stayed. Are you well travelled, or uh, are you very much? Uh, Carolina you know, I, <laughs> I am from the West Coast of America. So I was born in Oakland, California, but then I was raised in Portland, Oregon. So I grew up on the Northwest, you know, not too far from Seattle's where I grew up. And I have been in 32 of the 50 states, I think is my most recent count. So my goal on my bucket list is to hit all 50 states. So I'm going to do it. I just need to get out and do it. I, I've traveled. I, I try to go on, try to take the family on one vacation a year. Uh, this past spring break, Lachlan knows I took the family to Mexico and we swam with oh, dolphins. Wow. So I, I, my goal for my children who are 10 and 13 is to have them see something new outside of the States once a year. That's my goal. Now, um, you know, money, inflation and everything is, is going to be something that's going to be hard. But I've been to several different countries. Europe is on my wife's bucket list. She wants to go to Ireland. It, I, Ireland and Italy are the two places she wants to go. And I'm trying to explain to her geography that they're really far apart. And well, not really far apart, but like, let's do like yeah. one part of Europe and then another part of Europe. But to answer your question, Mark, so I've traveled quite a bit. And this summer... For my birthday, I'm planning to take the family to Jamaica. That's not Australia, Jamal. Thank you very much. I know. My, I, I heard my your daughter... daughter said at her birthday party that she's proclaimed that dad's taking us to Australia next year. She did. He's going to be did. very disappointed. So, yeah. <laughs> Mark, she, she told all her friends that her uncle Lachlan lives in Australia and that we're going to see him. That's what she told all her friends. Oh, well... Yeah, you'll be on the plane for a bit of it, won't you, Jamal? It's just how you yeah. sort of... <laughs> right. Oh, no. But it's um, only you've got... He's got to go to Australia and see you, though, Lachlan, hasn't he? Because you've well, gone over to the States. Maybe so, depends uh, if we're yeah, still doing yeah. the show in uh, another 125 episodes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so to answer your question, Mark, this home I'm being in, uh, I was we moved here when I was nine months old, so... To say that I, I like this part of the world is an understatement. Yeah. So this backdrop used to be where my crib was when I was a kid. So that brick wall is what I used to stare at. That ah. natural skylight above us is what I used to look up to while trying to sleep. So, fun fact. But you have been to Texas. I have been to Texas. And you have been to North Carolina. Uh, and South Carolina. And South Carolina. So, Mark, I don't know if you know this, but after 
go fest you know we all you, we miss meeting you i was hoping that you and coops were going to be in in seattle and i don't know if the boys told you but like every time i saw them i bought them a shot yes it's something. come up a couple times on the show recently <laughs> yeah and, and it was just like i'm not gonna let my new friends come to america and i not buy them some liquor milo was actively avoiding me on like day three because Fair. i'd see him and i'd send him tequila and apparently he hates tequila but who knew Admittedly, but... Milo was waking up and seeing me just appear at his door. <laughs> you know, like, what's more scary? So after GoFest, Lachlan kind of toured the U.S. And he ended up in New York. And through a lot of different follies, he had to take a Greyhound bus from New York all the way to Texas. And it he can tell the story. But he ended up taking the Greyhound bus and it stopped in Charlotte, North Carolina, where I live. And I also don't have an accent that fits where I am. I am not twangy enough to be a native Southerner. But Lachlan was in Charlotte for about 30 minutes. And I left work and I went to the Greyhound station and I bought him a big hoagie roll. And we hugged and he picked me up and it was awesome. And it was just kind of like, look around real quick. This is my city. All right, get on your bus and go. So it was really cool. So we actually got to meet twice and one was unexpected. Oh, lovely. Slightly planned, but only while I was on the bus saying, oh, I've got a half hour layover in your city, Jamal. (laughs) (laughs) And layover in a bus is a very different kind of layover. It sure is. You know what, though? Um, It was was good for me. I mean, I was gutted that um, I couldn't do Seattle. And um, I know I I did Berlin um, and we did Seville. As one and of you got to do Sapporo trips. from home, which I'm very jealous of. Oh, Sapporo, that was just freakish. That was absolutely free. It was a very fluky roll of the dice and how that came good. I've never seen my village transformed into like a global <laughs> Japan. <laughs> Japan, yeah. Surprise, yeah. Oh, but but you, I was, you know what, Seattle looked amazing. And like, I, I remember joking with you, Lachlan, on, on Twitter, like you did the event and then you were still there and I was going, You've been like in America for what seems like an eternity. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. I'm not going home after a week. <laughs> well, like, if you want to travel for 24 hours, just to. And I think I was telling that first night in Seattle, Mark and Ian are like, Lachlan, just get some sleep. I'm like, it's all right. I've been up for 48 hours. It's fine. I can keep going. <laughs> Eventually, the sun will set. And that Tuesday that I was flying just never ended. Because I got to Hawaii, so I left Australia just as the Tuesday was ending, because the flight was an hour and a bit delayed. So we pulled out from Australia at about 11.30pm, then we landed in Hawaii at midday that Tuesday. I'm like, damn it! Just end Tuesday. (laughs) Then there were issues at Hawaiian airport, and I was just stuck in Hawaii. And Hawaii obviously has a much further back time zone than the US continental. Yeah. Then they shipped me to another Hawaiian island, put me on a flight at 11 p.m. And I was watching the little flight track. I'm like, cross the international, cross the dateline, cross the dateline. Take me to Wednesday. <laughs> like, I've never been more happy to experience a Wednesday in my life. <laughs> I, I can't wait, though. We'll obviously meet each other. It's going to happen. I think 23 yes. is definitely going to be a fun year again. Um, I think 22 was the, the start of the fun, as I'd call it, after a couple of really difficult years. And I think 23, everyone's feeling that now, aren't they? It's like, right, 22 has been amazing. And it's still amazing at the moment. Some big events, Singapore's just happened. Um, and, and, and I think there'll be some big events coming up in LA and London, I think this weekend, as, as we're recording this, it, within Pokemon Go, that is. But but I think we're going to have a great opportunity to meet up. And like just seeing how you were when we were being a minor and they said you guys you know you guys are sound i listened to your podcast well before 
we'd even got to that point. I've, I've, I've listened to your podcast certainly um, for a few Thank months you. now because I find an appeal to it for, for being, like you said, you know, the experience I have certainly within the game. But but I felt like I connected with you guys just through Ian and Milo, if that makes any sense, just, just yeah. when mm-hmm. you were there. And, and like, you're right, Jamal, like Milo loves his loves his liquor, <laughs> but not tequila. And he kept going, <laughs> I guess Jamal's like, give me these shooters of like tequila. And he goes, I'm like hiding every time he was coming to my <laughs> Yes, what? and so where did he decide to hide? <laughs> on the stage with the influencers that Jamal oh, okay. up on <laughs> Well, I love it that now like we have like an inside joke. So, you know, Mark, I, I told this to Ian and I told this to, to Milo. And I'll tell you now before we get into the kind of the meat mm. of the show. But when I first started listening to Incense, got two years ago when you guys first started, I remember Coops was on Ken's show on Lured Up. And kind of alluded to it. And then, Mm. yeah, then I said, all right, I'm going to, I said, all right, new podcast. I'm going to start listening to it from episode one. And like you guys like hooked me because it was like you had just enough Pokemon Go to like to reel me in. And then it was like I got to know all you guys. And then it was just like what I told Milo when we recorded with him a few weeks ago. When I listen to Incense, I kind of get the feeling that I'm sitting at the table in the pub next to you guys and I'm listening to you guys talk. And then by the end of the episode, I've not only listened, but I've scooted my chair all the way over to your table. And now I'm having a pint with you. And and I know that's what you guys are going for. And you're like nailing it. Because before, when I met, it was, it's just, it's so weird. When I met Milo and I met Ian, it's like I walked up to him and just started talking like I knew him. Like I know you. Like I don't know you, but I know you because I listen to you weekly and I hear you interact and I know a little bit of your inside jokes and, and, and that's the feeling that you guys give. So I'm glad I'm able to tell you this to your face also, that if that's what you guys are going for, you're killing it. And that keeps me listening to your show. I really appreciate it. And I mean, I, I know the guys have said this before to you both, but I think it's always good to hear it from, from each person's part of it. You know, we, 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 we came up with it just in lockdown. You know, we, we'd been speaking to each other through various social media platforms. So maybe a couple of years prior to that. And, uh, we all created content individually and we, we did sort of, I think we'd all been thinking about it, but no one ever said it. And then eventually I just said to the guys, like, I remember it still like it was yesterday. And I just said to the guys, right, boys, you know, we haven't met yet. Um, I'd, I'd met Ian, obviously, when we were in Dortmund for one of the festivals. But I said before us had never met each other. I said, guys, should we just chance something? Just do a podcast. And I thought I was going to get shot down, literally. It was a bit like, whoa, that's a bit full on. You know, it's almost like, you know, we haven't even, we haven't even gone out for a drink yet. You know, <laughs> you, you take it, right. you go straight to the next stage. <laughs> yeah. and, and the boys were just like, yeah, let's do it. And I was like, really? Like, let's just do it. And, and I remember that first bit, like, we hadn't seen, like, you know, I've seen you guys for the first time tonight as we're recording this, talking like this. And we felt this same connection straight off the bat. You know, we, we mm. hadn't seen each other engaging like this and we were all like going how do we do this then and i remember we had a bit of paper and we wrote on it right intro um uh, mm, uh something <laughs> you know and we said well that's the inception of this right let's see how it goes and then we said right let's do it on this night and and, and like you said guys um, that was always the goal the goal was just to be like four guys chatting you know in that sort of social environment and a bit like you know like when you go and have a night out it's like Someone might overhear a little bit of it and go, do you know what? I, I kind of like that. And then actually by the end of it, everyone's buying each other drinks, aren't they? You know, and everyone's kind of just become like one group of friends. And 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 that's an evolving journey as it goes along. But 
for me, it's so humbling to hear that, guys. Love it. I think. Yeah. And and then the last thing, and then I'll let Lachlan get back to his agenda. But the, the last thing is, the four of you guys are all content creators. Well, Coops is not really a content creator anymore. But at the time, you were all four content creators, and there was no egos. There was no one like trying to over promote one or the other. You guys were just four four blokes just having a good time. And I often think if we put any other four content creators in a box and try to have them do a podcast, someone will be trying to take the lead and over promote over the other ones. But you guys don't do that. And I love it. That is just so cool how you all get along. Thank you. <laughs> and um, not to reiterate everything Jamal just said, but I, I'd like to make it clear to both the, all of you that the second your show drops, it is about midnight for me. And I am listening to it. It doesn't matter if I have to go in a car and just start going around doing my spins and sending out gifts for the day. I'm listening to your show and I'm having a good time because I don't like playing Pokemon Go by myself. And a podcast allows me to sort of pretend like there's someone else playing the game with me at the same time, even if you're talking on some tangent about blowies, you know? Um, <laughs> like, it still feels like a social experience because that's the sort of conversation that you get in Australia as well. We've got that same sort of dark, twisted humour. Yeah. And uh, which I think the Americans just find fascinating about you guys in particular because there is not really anyone else in that UK space that does this sort of thing. So the Americans listen to it, it's like, ooh, this is a little naughty. <laughs> and it, it definitely it lives on its own and it's amazing and like i genuinely can call myself a friend of hopefully you now as well but also yeah. milo and ian like i was talking to ian before we were recording because he was asking for me do you think you can find anything in an area for me to submit you know <laughs> this is this is what happens and like obviously milo and his tripod francesco have had some success in walpole um Largely not due to my influence, which is good. Cause it's the other, it's the other way the pendulum swings. Is they've sort of went out independently, but finding the wording that gets through the UK reviewers. Because an interesting thing about the UK and those other smaller European countries is what you nominate in app isn't just seen by the British. It often goes to the French as well because of how close those two countries are. Whereas in Australia, I'm lucky to see something from Victoria because it's so far south. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not by country; it's by S two cells, and it's it's. A I didn't know process. that. Did not know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So language barriers for UK things, like people do these lovely big conversations, and then someone in French will hit translate, and it will just say, "Le dump." <laughs> like okay, for one star. So one like star. you have to. It's it's a thing you have to think about in the UK that you don't have to think about in like continental USA or Australia or other the, the other big English speaking countries, which is hilarious because you you guys are the progenitors of the English language. So I think we've talked about sort of who you are, and but we call you a rural trainer, and you you're the self proclaimed rural trainer. So let's just talk through what that's like from a gameplay perspective and what it's like from a Wayfarer perspective. Because I know when we had our original chats earlier in the year, I pointed at a couple of things which I found in the Google Streetcar and now that they're Wayspots, I'm very happy to see that. Good work. Um, but what's that like having sort of an, a blank canvas with nothing to submit? Like how, how's that experience? That's a, that's a really, really good question. And um, I think... I've moved around so many times and certainly as my love for the game has grown, 
I've sort of learned more and more along that journey that actually you don't need to travel to find a place to play it. I think the motivation there is actually to try and change your landscape that, that you live within and try and make it playable. And I think that was a challenge that I've probably only truly embraced probably within the last sort of three or four years. And I, I, I remember before I moved to where I am now, I was, I was living in quite a large town, but still it, was, it had relatively few um, game, in-game places, stops, gyms, etc. And, and I remember like at the very beginning where they sort of introduced, you could have certain amounts of nominations and it was quite limited, but, but you, they, they sort of fed you a few. Yeah, seven a fortnight back in the day for Pokemon Go, which, (laughs) you know, now that we have one a day up to 40 at a time uh, sort of stockpiled, it's it's like, what do I do? What was I doing? How was I processing with just a small amount of nominations? I don't know how we did it, Jamal. I don't either. (laughs) Exactly that. Like You you would literally treat them like they were valuable, weren't you, back in the day when they first went? It was like, right, what is definitely going to get in here? But but going back to the point was I, I just found that I loved. I, I'm like you guys, and I don't know about you, Jamal. If you feel the same as Latlanders, I can't play the game on my own um, unless I, I'm listening to something or something that gives me that engagement. If I am physically on my own, because it it does feel quite a feels quite a lonely experience, you know. Yes. Yeah. Re- really, really strange. But I I sort of used it as an opportunity. I thought, do you know what? I used to live stream a bit back in the day, and I thought, how can I make this more entertaining for myself? people watching it and that. And I just got my head into this sort of, into the nominations. What what actually could go in the game? I learned about the places as well because I was finding things I didn't know about as I was sort of finding these things. And I, and I remember when my first stop went into the game and I was just like going, oh my God, it's appeared. Do you know, you have that first yep. moment when you, you see it and you, you see that little halo appear over, certainly within Pokemon Go and you go, oh my God. God, and they're bro, more valuable now that your buddy gets a, an extra heart from them as well. Yeah, and you were exactly. al- and you were almost in disbelief that you actually got something in the game, but oh, you never forget your first mark. You never forget your first. Never forget my first. No, definitely not. And fast forward to now. Um, in the pandemic, we moved into a small village. Um, yep. you know, it is a small village. It, you know, it's a village that has like half a pub. A joke. You know, it's it's fat small. You know, and um, quite even as a small train out. station. Very small train station, yeah. I, I had a but, good look and I'm like, whoa, this is difficult. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mate, I tell you what, though, it was um, I, when I remember, and it was so weird because, like, when we was, when we, when we, me and my wife were playing the game together, because me and my wife used to play the game quite a lot together, but we'd go in the car, we'd drive around fine places, and, it, and then we came across the village we're now living in, and, and it was so weird because I remember going into it going, there's nothing in this village. Like there was, I think mm. it was like like two gyms and maybe three poker stops, all spaced out quite. Openly. Which is better than a lot of villages get, because we've had True. a couple uh, Brits on the show now. I think they're they're outnumbering the Australians now, but it, it seems to be that recurring thing with the the rural perspective. Because the first Brit we had on um, Muffy, not the, your Muffy. There's a different Muffy. You've got too many Muffies <laughs> in the UK. But too many Muffies. Uh, Liam. <laughs> Liam was talking about how his village had basically nothing and he was able to get to the level where he could submit because of remote raids and other experience gains. So for him to now have a town with like four gyms and a bunch of stops and he goes around to other rural villages near him to submit now, like that just 
sparks so much joy and like the because yeah. I, I obviously i grew up in a capital city so brisbane is the third largest city in australia um and has the as i mentioned a couple of weeks ago has the largest local government in australia so the one government covers the largest geographical size and amount of people um which in the uk you'd be like oh that's just a different borough i'm like no no it's just the whole government <laughs> of, of brisbane it's huge that's and massive. like Sydney divides it up into like 24 different governments, the city of Sydney. So for like the Brisbane, that, that's a big deal. But the benefit is everything's uniform. So I see one thing in one part of the city and I know what I can spit in another part of the city because it's probably going to have the same sign. So it's a benefit for me. But that rural experience is all of the boroughs are different. All the local municipalities have different rules for what sign. Even in some parts of London where like the sign will change on the footpath the footpath colour will change because of yeah. the municipality changing. So it, it's such a different experience. I do love hearing all of these tales because it just sparks so much joy. And I think, like you said, you know, taking the focus away from where I live now, I, I do do that. You know, I'll be walk, when we go on our walks, we go out, find new places. And we've been exploring quite a lot over the last sort of six to 12 months. I am literally like that. I will do like a little skirt just to see if there's anything in that area before I go there. And then when we do walk around, the simplicity of it now, about how easy you can submit it within the game, uh, a new stop, um, is it just makes it you like you want to do it. You know, before it used to be, is the game going to crash? Is something going to be buggy? Is something not yes. going to quite submit? Mm. Now it's just like such a seamless process. And like like you said, it's like it's knowing what to look for. It's it's looking for things that are going to draw interest for people that don't know the place they're in. And, and I think it's a win-win for everybody. You know, people who play these games, you know, it gives them something to, to, to interact with when they're in those areas. I like to think there's someone in a house that probably hasn't even done that, who's just started their journey in any of these games. And then suddenly something appears and they're like, oh my God, I've got something on my house, you know, <laughs> you know that sort of feeling. But, but also the, the way I look at it is, is, is it just gives local businesses, you know, places yeah. that, you, yes. you, you want to try and discover that that might have a really good local reputation, but like people visiting it might actually look at that and go, "Oh, well, put, put the game on, Jimmy." You know, put the yeah. game on. Oh, oh, what? There's a juice bar there. What? We're in a village, and there's a juice. Do you know what I mean? It's that like thing. It's yes. like, yeah, it serves that other purpose. And um, I'm a firm believer now that we all have a responsibility for people that are veterans who play this game to make it better for people. That, that, that are sort of just sort of discovering it now or, or can't submit them themselves. I think I've lived in, I've lived in my city for 16 years. I lived in Charlotte, North Carolina for 16 years. And I've like to fancy myself as someone who's been in every single part of the town. I've touched everything. And through playing Pokemon go and Ingress, I have found, I've found places that I didn't know existed because I saw the halo and I went and spun it. And I'm like, when did they put this here? So the game continues to amaze me and I live in a pretty decent sized city. So, you know, that's really cool. Well, Mark, how many nominations do you think you've submitted since you started doing Wayfarer? Oh, that's a really good question, Jamal. I would be very conservative and I think I've probably done, it'd, it'd be over a hundred. It'd be between sort of a hundred and 150, I'd say. So let's, let's think of it in just the raw terms and they're probably not all in your village. That means that there is at least one person in all of those areas, at least one, who was able to play Pokemon Go better because of you. 
and I'm sure that Ingress players in those towns are loving it or hating it, depending on where the fields are coming from. <laughs> uh, and even Pikmin Bloom players, like if you got those nominations in significantly far enough in the past, there is Pikmin flowers there, there's mushrooms there, and then Nintendo says, go play Pikmin Bloom. And normally a rural player would say, oh, I bet there's nothing here, let me have a look. And they look at it and they're like, oh my goodness, the, the pub, it's a mushroom, let's go to the pub. <laughs> you know, you don't actually have to travel to the, the mushrooms in Pikmin Bloom, it's a but still that same sort of idea of that there's people who you will never meet who have been possibly positively impacted by you and they'll have no clue who you are. You're just a ghost to them. And it's an incredible experience. Someone actually messaged me today, a waste spot that I had approved overnight and I didn't know I had the approval email because it happened while I was asleep. And they sent me a photo saying, who submitted this? I can submit this from work. <laughs> and this is a Wayfair finder. And I'm like, that was me. And they're like, how did you get that through? And I'm like, I don't know. Meet scientists, pillar of exercise, I guess. So, because people just look at things and like, if you're looking at something through your eyes, you see it through your eyes. The second you bring a fresh pair of eyes and tell them what to look for, you'll be amazed at what they see. Like you go to a village, you're going to be looking up for things to submit. You'll be, you'll, I, I walked past a mural for one year before thinking, oh my God, there's a two story high mural of a guy playing a guitar how have i not noticed this before because it's just always been there so my brain just sees through it and taking that switch is such a critical part of the whole process um so i'm i'm, I'm just so thankful that you've done it. even just a hundred uh, even just a hundred of them were approved just think of the countless players who have had a more beneficial gameplay experience because of it and if i can't preach from the heavens anymore but you know i just i want more people to have more waste spots but more waste spots tomorrow not just poker stops <laughs> so if we're thinking about your the rest of your relation with niantic and their games so we we've heard that you nominate have you done much title description editing photo edits location edits removal requests or do you review it all I do. I do review it all. I mean, I have. I have done some sort of improved done photos. Uh, certainly, I, I. God, this. This is where I, it sounds like I'm like really sort of you know really sort of anal about it. Like you, you almost make it look like a scrapbook of where you live, don't you? You look at the pictures on places and you go, oh god, that one really bugs me. Even though it's kind of right, I think I think we could get a better image on that one. And um, I've certainly tidied up uh, a handful of images. Um, descriptions, yeah, I've I've done a few of those. Certainly, when I was living sort of in one of the larger towns, um, I think going back to the original point I made, some of them were correcting my mistakes. By the way, like I was quite excited to get it on, get it on before the, ge- the game crashed, and I'd be going, I've spelled a word <laughs> wrong in there. Damn, yes. <laughs> and then it's gone, it's gone in the game, and I'm like, right, I need to adjust that. <laughs> I need to okay, edit I that. Think, I think I know I'm going to feature not necessarily as a waste spot of the week or a call of the week, but in that sort of segment at the end of the show, one of my early waste spots. And I'll, I'll do a prelude to it before we get to it. But I, I went for a walk at 7pm and when sunrise hit, I thought, oh, well, I can start nominating now. So this is very <laughs> tired, like 36 hours awake brain. And when it got approved, I looked at the spinner and I'm like, oh, that's a good photo. You've got the sun rising, you know, the mountain dew off like a night rain. Oh, and the yeah, title's fine. And I look stuff. at the description and I say, what was I drinking? Because this was before we could edit the text <laughs> on the way right. website. And I said, I think I sent it to you this week, Jamal. And mm-hmm. 
I'm like, my goodness. Like, every time people would look at it, they would see something else wrong with it. Right. For an example, I wrote, instead of the word trial, I wrote trail. (laughs) (laughs) And that's just a sort of a a sneak peek at the monstrosity that is this location. But I went in, but the next day I was feeling awake and I put in a, um, a description edit. I thought, sat down and looked at it and said, you're correct. I still made a typo. So I had to get another description edit to fix it up, but it's now in a state where I'm happy to share it with people because I can laugh fondly back on this moment because every time I pass that stop, someone says, are you sure you don't want to go frying drones? And I'm like, oh, stop. <laughs> well, Lockley, you know what's really frustrating about that is I've done that too where I've had a, a typo in a description and I've put in to get it fixed and it gets rejected because everybody read it and looked at the typo and said, no, this is the right one. It is one of those typos that like you can read the paragraph like 10 times. So Lachlan will send me something to read on the show and I'll read it. And he's like, you're correcting it. And I'm like, no, he's like, read it word for word. And then I read it word for word. And I'm like, oh, but you know how your brain just auto corrects for you and you will see, it'll say trial, but you know, it's supposed to say trail. So yeah. you just read it as trail. You read it how it is, don't you? Your eyes just read it exactly yes. as the word you think it should be. You totally exactly. Exactly. get over it. Absolutely. So when I'm doing reviews and I see a description edit, I'm like, all right, let me go word for word. And so, you know, they have them kind of listed on top of each other. And I'm like, let me go word for word and see what it should be. How many reviews have you done, Mark? Oh, goodness gracious. What color is the badge in Pokemon Go, I think, is a a safer question. (laughs) Do you know what? My badge is not updated in Pokemon Go for what seems like an eternity. Oh, you're stuck with that bug. All right. Well, after after we're done recording, I'll let you know who to get in contact with. Yeah, well, Um, in the game, it shows 75 reviews, which is absolutely atrocious. Absolutely atrocious. (laughs) But I've I've done probably over sort of 300, I'd probably say. I'm, I'm not... Reasonable. Reasonable. I hope it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm... Well, look, it it can be a lot. And Niantic would expect you to spend five minutes per nomination when reviewing. Um, We've sort of got them to say, what about 30 seconds before you tell us we're going too fast? Yes. But even then, you know, like the the sheer volume of work we have to get through is... And that's why I made the unpaid joke at the start, because it is work. Mm. It's a third job that we don't. It is get work, paid. isn't it? But three hundred, it's going to be about. It's about three hundred. I mean, like, like I, said, I remember when I first got it, and like you could you could review and view, and like I think it was because it was brand new at the time when it first came out, and you'd be like, oh, well, I want to review that. I want to do it properly. Check where it is on the bat. And again, that's the important. It's always doing it properly, and then yeah. you get your little boosts, didn't you? Because after you review so many, and, they, and people that got approved and they got into the game, yeah. your upgrades will get there. And and, and like you said. Like you know, back in the day, you know, they were rare things to have, weren't they? Because like, you, oh, yeah. you might have two or three of them on the go, and you go, right, I can boost one of these, and you'd be going, right, that right. one I'm pretty sure is going to get in. That's okay, and you do it. But if I'm honest with you, and this is me just saying it how it is, and again, I want to make the game better for people. That that's that's my my motivation, my sole motivation, is because it's so simple to do it in the game as we talk about with Pokemon Go, I'm finding now that all I want to do is submit new nominations, try and improve areas, and maybe that's where my focus has sort of drifted to, where I really need to sort of get back into reviewing them as well. It's. Uh... 
I would always ask people, and I think this is, I don't know if this is a fair ask or not, but like I'm, I'm, I'm almost at 40,000 reviews right now. So I review a lot, yeah. but I would ask people if they would do 25 reviews for everyone they, they nominate. And I don't think that's like overbearing. I think that's, you know, that's not really going to get us out of the backlog we're in. But if you go out and, and you're in a day and you're on the countryside and you nominate four, in the next few days, do a hundred reviews, just one per every 25. And I think if, if everyone did something similar to that, then we would be in a much better place to actually get anything reviewed because Lachlan and I have talked about this before. The most frustrating thing for a new wayfinder is to nominate something. And then six months later, it still hasn't come through. And you're like, why am I even doing this? Cause we all know as humans, as creatures, we want something right now. We want to see yeah. it. We want to have it go in and waiting four or five months like it is in my area, people are going to lose interest. And if you can find a way to help get that in sooner, people are going to get that that little that serotonin hit in their head. Like, I put this in. Oh, my God, everybody, look. that What I put in is in there. Then I'm going to go out and do it again. So people can review 25 per one nomination would make me extremely happy. I, I used to personally try and do 50 reviews per nomination. And that was when we had a lot less nominations to do, but also while I was working towards the medals, because the Ingress medal is substantially harder to get than the Pokemon Go medal, because the final tier of it is 10,000 accretions. God, I wow. wish that was what the Pokemon Go Platinum was, not 1,500, <laughs> because I can guarantee you the queues would have gone down faster. Yes, they would. Um, but... I'm just saying, that's a guess, but there's a lot of people who get really twitchy with an incomplete badge on their profile. I know every time I look at my unknown medal, I'm like, where are you? Question mark, because that's all I'm missing. <laughs> Rocks back and forth to sleep. <laughs> uh, it's going to show up at the events I don't go to next year, and I'm just putting it on the record. So for everyone else, I won't go to those events so you get your question marks. Uh, but no, it, there's nothing better than that feeling of knowing you've improved your community. So Wayspotters, Jamal and I, when did you first hear about us? This is sort of, if you can, what what was the spark with that? Was it when we followed you on Twitter? Was it one of the many times I got the show mentioned on your podcast? (laughs) (laughs) It's an inside joke between Jamal and I, like, how can we get it mentioned this week? And I think my most recent (laughs) attempt was the most torturous. Oh, your four minutes of Taylor Swift? My goodness, Lachlan. Oh, mate. Mate, mate, mate! I like. <laughs> I mean that that was that was like I said to Ian when he sat that up. I go, what have you opened up here? This this is an absolute <laughs> can of worms. And then because I hadn't heard that, so so me, Coops, and um, Milo, we hadn't heard these. It was only Ian. So as he was playing them, it was the first time we didn't even know what was on there. And I was going, <laughs> like, well, uh, fair play, bud. Admittedly, I got chipmunked by Ian. Uh, I might need to just. Pause now for Jamal to play the full four and a half minutes. Oh, jeez. Um, I was like... <laughs> so, like Coop's reaction was the best. He was like, what was that? <laughs> so at the time when um, Ian put that tweet out and said, we've got a, a WhatsApp line, I'm like, all right. This is... This, you shouldn't do this. Like, all right. What song am I listening to? I'm like, oh, look what you made me do. This is perfect. You made me send it a voicemail. <laughs> Uh, mate, I tell you and what. In the other was... verses, there's a little text changes that make jabs at your show. So I'm sure Ian's heard the full thing, but it's just entertaining. 
because I just sat there on my phone and hit record on WhatsApp. There was that was for one take, one take and done. <laughs> was it seriously? Yeah, that, that was like if you look at the timestamp, it's about within the first twenty minutes of when that tweet went out. <laughs> Bloody hell, mate! I also sent oh. a seven-second. Hey, is this thing on? Which Ian didn't <laughs> use, which could have been much better to use in that circumstance. It probably would. The thing was like we we were sort of said why we were like we get it we understand it's a great concept but like I was like going oh we have to set ourselves up here now and I and like well you would have heard it you know we then had to sort of write a, a rap song or like a love song and he wrote one for us as well and Go Cast <laughs> and the Pokemon Go podcast I'm like sorry Lord up I guess you missed out. He yeah. is amazing. Simon is amazing. Bef- yeah. Like right, be- right before we started recording here, I tweeted from the official Wastebotters podcast because I was listening to the episode again, and I'm like, Simon's amazing. Like that guy needs that. We need to get him hooked up with like some super producer. That guy needs his own. He needs to put out an album. Like he's amazing. He's got a Spotify playlist, but you know, it's as as a passion project for him and the fact that he also threw that together very quickly i think he was working on it for a while because <laughs> he, he was messaging me saying oh just just need the incense boys to get me on the show i'm like well have you tried just recording something and sending it to them <laughs> and then we create the out we create that yes. sort of um, yes. functionality yep. and, and there yes. it is like no boys the, I mean, like, between oh. us a voicemail thing yeah uh, that was from your one year show, which was the first mention of voice bottles on Incensed, because I somehow unintentionally got myself in your one year show at the very, <laughs> very end when it's just Milo and Ian. Oh, <laughs> oh man. You've you got to be prepared for this when you do your one year, when you do the big one year show. But that, there's going to be some. Uh... We're, be- we're doing something very different for our one year, and our listeners don't quite know what the big plan is yet. Um, although it's a good time as ever to remind listeners that episode 50, our Christmas episode, is going to be an interview with former Niantic employer Danby Lee, also known as Danbo Cat on the forums, the former product manager for Niantic Wayfarer, who unfortunately was part of the 5% in the July layoffs. But that's just, you know, to keep teasing what we've got coming up on Christmas weekend. Absolutely. And can we also tease that she name drops one of our listeners who is also a fellow Brit, Trainer J. She name drops him during her interview. So Pokemon Trainer Dre is a British person who, if something goes on on the forum, he's aware of it. And I'm so impressed at how he just can manage the entire, like that side of the world, like just manages everything. Like it can be 2 a.m. local time and he'll still respond to your comment on the forum. It's like he's... Yeah. He's a maniac, but we love him. But like if you've got any that. questions about Wayfarer, he's the British expert. Yes. Bloody hell! And if you need to know any, and if you need to know anything about the post boxes, he will tell you all about the post boxes. Which I'm infatuated by the post boxes, by the way. Well, we we haven't yet quite got to Queen Elizabeth being approvable yet, although a few of her have started to pop up in some parts of the country. Um, But you know, that is what it is. It's gonna come. It's gonna come soon. I think maybe once uh, Charles passes off, you're like, well, she was two monarchs ago. Yeah, <laughs> the King Charles um, ones would be rarer. Yeah, oh, oh it's, I don't think he's going to put that many postbox out just during his no, reign. Not at all. <laughs> There's going to be very few, aren't there? Let's be let's be honest with you. I mean, I, I again, it's an interesting point you make there. You know, people people just assume it's so funny actually. Even people in this country, the UK, they just assume that all but they're ignorant to postboxes. It's so funny because they'll go, 
Oh, they're all the same, aren't they? And they're like, I, I remember like with a mate of mine, I was just saying, that's a George the Fifth one there. And they're like, what, what's that? You look at the emblem on the front of it, and they're like, I never noticed that. <laughs> and, it's like, it's, and I kind of get it why people might not. It's, just, it's a post box at the end of the day. But when you've got that invested interest in it, you know, you're there, you're trying to look for them. It, and when it you start it. the mailbox has been there for 70 plus years because that monarch was there 70 years ago. You know, it, it's incredible. I think the earliest ones are Queen Victoria. I think is the the first as old as they go is when the, the mm. postal boxes start coming out. So there's things from her reign that still exist, which is incredible. Jamal, when you start wayfinding, you start seeing the world differently. I think that should be Niantic's new tagline, and I'm going to trademark that now. I like that. I like so, that. So on that topic of Niantic Wayfarer, nice segue, Jamal. How do you Wayfarer? So. When you go to the website, and this is a question that we're going to be asking more and more guests, because it seems mm-hmm. that this is a question Niantic is asking their um, community more and more. And this is how I wrote it for our show a couple of weeks ago, and I quite like how I wrote it. So, mobile, tablet, laptop, gaming rig, work, computing device, Tesla web browser while the car is stationary, or other. <laughs> so, what's your primary way of <laughs> accessing the Wayfarer website? Uh, all on my mobile. Uh, I do all on my mobile, uh, and and that would have been yeah. I, I I have like a work computer, but I use my mobile for everything. So, do you use your computer for anything in relation to Wayfarer? Not at all, no. Okay, no. because that's a controversial take from hardcore Wayfinders. But clearly, the metrics show that a lot of people review off mobile because the reviewing on mobile is broken as hell at the moment. It's been Niantic, it's been GBL'd. Like I was doing oh. some reviews last night, and the website would keep crashing. The website was crashing. Yeah, oh, because it wasn't right. loading the street view correctly. Is that what you were messaging me last night when you were reviewing? Yeah, yeah I couldn't sleep, so I did some reviews. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, so you that... tried to do some reviews, and then yeah. it just. <laughs> <laughs> the ones with no streetcar worked, and sometimes it worked on the second reload. The formatting was wonky. It was just like, something's changing. I don't like it. <laughs> but it's a known bug, the the jumping down. And so, fingers crossed. But it was probably about was one so- in 10 reviews were forcing the website to refresh, which was just heartbreaking for me because I want to just go through them. But I earned my upgrade, Jamal. I, um, nice. I was going through my contributions list and I found a nomination that was marked as accepted. And I recall nominating that originally through Pokemon Go, not through Ingress. So I would have had an email that just said this nomination was accepted, but it didn't appear anywhere on the Lightship app. And then I look at the approval date, and it was one month before Niantic switched to the inclusion rule being Lightship versus Intel Mac. So now a nomination doesn't need to appear in Ingress to be a Pokestop. And I I want to preach that from the heavens. A Pokestop doesn't need to be a portal, and a portal doesn't need to be a Pokestop. Y'all can have your separate way spots if the, the imaginary lines are messing with you. But... This is a monument to a fallen war hero from Brisbane who died in Afghanistan and actually went to the school I went to. And it's in a public park, nowhere near the school because I'm a public member of the community. But the way it works with proximity of 20 metres is the park sign is too close to it. And that's so frustrating because there's just... The way the S2 sign goes, there's this line about where the footpath is, and then the side of the park, where the actual plinth is. So I'm like, I've got this upgraded. I really hope it goes through. If it gets moved and it doesn't appear as a Pokestop, that's not the end of the world to me. 
because I can just move it to its correct location, which is where I nominated it, and it should appear as a bonus. <laughs> it won't appear as an egress portal, but the the original one, I looked at it, and it got moved so that it would try and be 20 metres away, and they moved it to the middle of the road. And I'm like, well, I'm kind of happy that wasn't approved there. Um, but it's, it's just one of those things that was approved. It went through the system successfully as a natural, but it's just stuck in a limbo. So I'm just resubmitting it with a much better photo because I've got a much newer phone. And I'm really hopeful that this time with an upgrade, it gets through and it's not a kiss of death because the upgrades can tend to be that. But based on, I'm not, I'm not hoping for too much, but you know, it's worth a shot because just an extra stop there. And it's such an important thing that people walk past and don't take the time to look at. And if just one Pokemon Go player stops, yeah. spins the spinner and says, oh, what's this? And looks to the side and sees the plinth and reads the plaque on the, the plinth and learns about this person who we didn't lose many people in Afghanistan as a, as a country. So even just losing one locally hit. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we didn't lose many as a country. Um, and I think just remembering the one that we lost from my side of the world um, and amazing person he was. And you know, I, I could go into detail about it, but we're not going to. Um, Remembrance Day was recent, so this is why it's fresh on mine on yeah. my mind. But yeah, on a, a complete one hundred and eighty from War Niantic Wayfarer, <laughs> which could be considered War. But now, go ahead. When I asked the question to Milo, I phrased it in a marks taking a blind date out type question. So I'm not going to do that for you because your mark and that doesn't work. However, I will phrase it as a marks poll. So. <laughs> Mark, vote on one of the following options and which one would you like to see Niantic improve on the most when it comes to Wayfarer specifically? So the answer from Jamal is? Communication. Okay, so first poll option is communication. I'm going to put in mobile reviewing. And Jamal, let's get a second one so it could be four answers here. A better interface when it comes to way spots that are currently in the game when you're using the mobile to nominate. So the the phantom map, okay. Yes, the phantom map. Uh, and I'm going to have to say Jamal's bad dad jokes. So, Mark, <laughs> pick one of those four. Communication, the mobile UI, the nomination <laughs> experience, or Jamal's bad dad jokes. What's a priority for Nitic Wayfarer to fix? <laughs> Poor Jamal. I've got to say, I'm going to stick up for my man because the jokes are brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. They are. Latland looks disappointed if he's gone. Mark, you've let me down here. You've absolutely <laughs> let me down. Um, I think it would be for me. It would be the um the experience, the nominating experience. Uh, okay. I think for, for me, which would be the focus on. I think communication. I think they haven't nailed that in other areas, you know, as a business anyway. So to start doing that um, in one one area would be would be crazy, wouldn't it? Let's let's be honest. It's, it's I right. think Wayfarer has the shortest bar to jump over when it comes to communication because they don't have to seek as much approval. They just have to go through Niantic Corporate and their mm. lawyers and all of that shenanigans. Unlike Pokemon Go, which we're told has to go through that same corporate and lawyers, then the Pokemon company, the Pokemon company's lawyers, and then their marketing team, and then their marketing team's lawyers. 
And then it's got to circle back through TCPI. And then if there's any changes, it goes back to the start. So yeah. I don't understand why their marketing team has to have a say on every piece of, like, game is broken <laughs> that we need to put out. But hey, GBL is broken. How are we going to market this? Yeah. Like, the recently, <laughs> um, I know this is going to be weeks old by the time this goes live in December, but their tweet recently of saying, we are aware that Go Battle League is crashing more than um, normal. I'm like, this is acceptable right. normal. Right. More than normal. It's acceptable for it to normally crash, but it's actually crashing more often than it has been done previously. Mostly on like, Android. Yes. Right. iPhone Master Race. iPhone Master Race. <laughs> uh, so, well, Mark, the, the thing is with, uh, with, with Lachlan, he, he gets the brunt of this more than anybody being in APAC. So... Things will be broken in APAC, and they won't even tell us that it's broken until the event is over. So by the time it comes to the States or even to the UK, mm. they've come out and said something. But poor Lachlan's over there going, um, this is not working, you know, and it's just. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how you so did that while you made your light flash to us as you showed your Ingress scanner at us. <laughs> and yes, I saw Jamal's Ingress scanner. He is secretly doing some portal hacking and getting some <laughs> while recording. But, but, but Mark, could, could you imagine this? Could you imagine having a, an event start and it be broken? Mm. and or, or not even to get the notification that the event is starting until the event is over? Like, let's say you were a casual, right? Let's say you're Coops, you're a casual. You're not like oh, the Coops one. Coops ain't a casual anymore. That man's well, okay. Coops, Coops, Coops a couple months ago. But imagine yeah. saying Spotlight Hour is starting. You will see this Pokemon more often than normal. And the event ended five minutes ago. Like, I love oh, getting Spotlight Hour is starting now at 7 p.m. I also like yeah. getting Raid Hour is starting soon at uh, 6.55 um, we also occasionally get the the tweet that Niantic will put up saying, "Guys, it's your last day to participate in this event." I'm like, it ended 12 hours for me, so oh, yeah. it's, why it's are you putting it now? Like, um, they gotta fix that. Like, in the in the five years I played this game before I started the podcast, like I just kind of just you know kind of went over my head. But now that I have friends in Australia, I'm like, I'm infuriated for them. I'm like, it was these the people are spending of not having local time events. Is that everyone yeah. experienced it not working at the same time? Right. Mm. Yeah. And when Niantic and I'm, your office, and I'm like, these guys are spending just as much money as I am, and like, I think the biggest joke for a while there was Niantic announces an event, and then they immediately announce the makeup for APAC. You know, yeah, that was just kind of the running joke. It's almost all their so schedule, isn't it? Yeah. Sorry, they announce the event, and then they always have like makeup event also in there, and it hasn't even got to it being released yet. It's like they know exactly. it's going to happen. Well, the last big one for us was Dino Com Day, where we just got the Com Day again the day before Starly, and the the people who just showed up for Starly that when Niantic put a tent up in us, it was like, where where is everyone? I'm like, oh well, the last month Niantic stuffed up the game didn't work for most people, so they decided to rerun that yesterday. So people probably didn't want to come out two days in a row on their weekend. Oh, <laughs> we've got all the swag to give out. I'm like, all right, yep. I don't, <laughs> if you have to give it to someone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you um, have to, I'll take it off your hat. I, I know what you mean about the, the in-game announcements, though. It's so funny. Like, I think the you, some of them you don't mind getting Jamal, do you? It's like when it comes to it, it goes the Greedy Gluttons event will be ending soon. You go, yes, thank you, yes, please get this <laughs> please thing out of here, <laughs> get it gone. 
<laughs> don't want to deal with that again. <laughs> and like Spotlight Hour this week, I got the Spotlight Hour starting now at 6.01. Good work. But my friend got it at 6.30. I was standing there. Mm-hmm. What? Like, h- how? I just, there's certain things that just fascinate me from how they're coded so crazily. And at least it's rolling out during the spotlight hour now. Um, but sometimes it's better. <laughs> you've got to ask questions. So that's sort of what I wanted to cover with the who is Mark? Why is he here? And we've spent a good hour just chatting about Mark and his Wayfarer experience. Because one thing I really love about your show and uh, that being the Incense to Pokemon Go podcast. Well, not titled Incense to Pokemon Go podcast. It's just the Incense to Podcast now. But in my heart, it's always going to be Incense to Pokemon Go podcast. Oh, look, four plugs in four seconds. <laughs> so <laughs> the thing I love is that the four of you have all independently had your phases of being really into Wayfarer. And a lot of content creators, when it first rolled out, put out their video. And I'm like, great, cool. And I'm just genuinely waiting for Mystic 7 to run out of video ideas and put out the thumbnail. The secret to where Pokestops come from. Because that's sort of where his clickbait's going. And I think, I know Daxi's done some stuff recently, Coops' boyfriend. But but I think the most recent creator I really observed in that, like actually going out and submitting was Zoe Two Dots when she went to a... um, of nature preserve during the pandemic. And I know trainer tips has recently said, Oh, I got these stuff approved and then just kept going on with his video, but not really mm-hmm. showing through that process much. So I think the creators need to do more and they'll be enticed. If Niantic gives them a carrot says, Hey, we'll fly you to Los Angeles. If you do a video on Wayfarer, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Free flights. laughs> what do you need? <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll make the time available for that. Yeah. Um, I'm sure a lot of people noticed that on a very short notice during Thanksgiving weekend a lot of the creators did show up in either London or Los Angeles Uh, I wonder wonder how they managed that with their five days heads up exactly exactly. so hopefully your Ultra Beast event uh, in London went away, are you planning on going to the UK one or are you sitting this one out sitting it out sitting it out um i think milo and ian are planning on going down there uh, and representing uh, and doing that but um yeah i mean it's it's nice to have a little bit of notice on it but but again this is this is where it's real life kind of gets in the way a bit of it you know it's that it's it's almost like they give you five days notice because they don't want a lot of people there that's kind of how i look at that yeah well even if they just said at the start of the season and we're going to be doing two in-person live events in london on this weekend with free tickets available later to numbers are limited and just say the date and the vague location and then say the american one at the start of the season when they probably made the booking for the space mm-hmm. to just sort of get people like in america it's thanksgiving week no right. one wants to be flying unnecessarily during thanksgiving week because airports are ridiculous yes like it, it's a joke but everyone's expected to come home for thanksgiving <laughs> so jamal avoid the airport tonight oh i won't be anywhere near the airport tonight i i am going to yeah be nowhere near the airport well Mark, you spoke about our dad jokes and you spoke about how you like it. And I think Lachlan gets really like kind of ticked off because every guest loves the dad jokes. But I think no, it's time. No, they don't. I found one, but they didn't want to publicly shame themselves. 
I don't remember who that was. So <laughs> since they didn't say it on the record, we're going to say they liked it. But I think, Lachlan, I think it's time for us to go to break so we can hear the fabulous dad jokes this week. What do you think? Yeah, it's a great idea. And we'll also hear that amazing voices of Milo and Ian Waterfall telling you to listen to the Waste Spotters podcast. And maybe even an ad for our upcoming episode 50 with Danby Lee. Stay tuned. Hi, it's Ian Waterfall here, and when I'm not listening to Incense to Pokemon Go podcast, I'll be listening to Wayspotters, a Wayfinders podcast. I am not a casual. I am not insert a cow sound effect here. I am neither a Vasafal. I am Milo from the Incense podcast, but you are listening to the Wayspotters. Oh, too mild. Your dad jokes are the worst. What did Batman say to Robin before he got in the Batmobile? Hey Robin, get in the dang Batmobile! I met a bloke from Australia who worked in IT. I asked him, do you come from a land down under? I was watching an Aussie cooking show, and when the audience cheered the chef who made meringue, I was really surprised. Usually Aussies boomerang. What did the pirate say when he found his wooden leg in the freezer? Shiver me timbers. Why don't pirates shower before they walk the plank? Because they'll wash up on shore later. How much does it cost a pirate to get his ears pierced? A buccaneer. Why are pirates pirates? Because they are. Breaking news from the Wastebotters podcast. It's our biggest guest yet. We proudly present Dan B. Lee, the former product manager of Niantic Wayfarer. Who is Dan Bocat? Dan Bocat on learning Wayfarer. In 2020, I think I spent like a few months just really digging into everything around Wayfarer. And there's a lot, right? Because there is community, there's the technology, there's the all the product stuff around how to do it. Dan Bocat on the Wayfarer forums. I would go on the forums like at night when I'm not supposed to be working. Or like I would do Twitter at night when I'm not supposed to be working. So that's how I got my information on like, okay, what's the pulse? Like, what are the, what is the community saying? Dan Bocat on information and being careful with what they say. Right. So it's not that like, it's, it's deeper, right? It's not that I have to be careful. We have to be careful what we say. It's, it's the fact that we have to be careful. The, the fact that people are seeking answers. That's a, that was a signal for me, for me. And then when, when Tintino joined, like really trying to dig into that and like, and I think I put this in the community forum a couple times, and I know people want black and white responses, but think of it this way. What is the purpose of the game? What is the perp- like, what is the mission? What is Niantic trying to achieve? Dan Bocat on S2 Cells? I don't even- I think that's for you to ask Niantic. You can hear the full interview on an upcoming episode of the Wayspotters podcast. Make sure you're following Wayspotters on Twitter, at Wayspotters. If you want to send Jamal and I an email, hit us up on wayspotters at pokemonprofessor.com. Also, call our hotline for your voicemail to be featured on the show, 704-426-3710. All right, guys, I can't wait 
for you to listen to the amazing episode 50 coming up in just a couple short weeks uh dropping i believe jamal we've decided on the 23rd of december um, yes the 23rd of december on the 24th you'll be seeing it in your feeds but for the americans and the british it will be on the 23rd of december so merry christmas from us in advance and it's going to be a fantastic conversation. We really enjoy talking to Dan B, a.k.a. Dan Bocat, about her time at Niantic, what she thinks of Wayfair, her relationship with Tintino. Yes. Oh, yeah, that was great. Lachlan asked her about S2 cells. That You'll love that answer. So really looking forward to that coming out for the for you guys. You guys are going to have a good time listening to it. So we alluded to earlier in the show that I wanted to talk about one of my past mistakes. And if you look at this nomination, you can see it was nominated originally by me on the 27th of June, 2019. This was when we had OPR Jamal. So you couldn't control what got upgraded. So this was a random upgrade. But I'm quite happy for this 7 a.m. photo. You know, all things considered, the sun had just started to rise. I was dead tired, but I still made it look nice. So this mistake of the week comes from friend of the show, myself. And it's the drone flying area fig tree pocket. The title, good to go. Jamal, describe the photo here. And again, the description's what's wrong with this, so let's sort of talk about it in a positive sense. All right. So the photo. So it's a it's a what you would call a really good park sign, right? It has the name of the area, and then it, there's some text that you can't really read from the picture, but there's text in blue and there's text in white, and there's a picture of the area, and it kind of explains what's going on. So trial drone flying area, really good park sign. Um, I really like it. The sky behind it is blue with some wispy clouds, and there's green grass and trees. It, the photo is centered beautifully. When you look at the photo, chef's kiss. And also, it has a map on it. So we're hitting a couple yes. of the approval reasons here. So the, the the Ingress agents didn't really have much reason to reject this because they probably didn't even read the description. Now, Correct. Mark, I want you to, if possible, read this description as it's written. <laughs> I'm trying to read the image on this. Sorry. Right. So description. <laughs> One of the first trial parks for flying drones in Brisbane, located in... No, that's the, the fixed description, Mark. Well, Scroll up a little. Sure. Scroll up a little. Look at the one that's actually on the picture. Read that. Oh, right, here we go. Here we <laughs> the original go. text. <laughs> one of Brisbane's four initial trail sites for frying drones in public, located <laughs> in the Liberton Park. And I'm going to say you, you did really well there. But you missed a couple things that I stuffed up. So oh, you you put a phantom the in there. Oh yes, yeah, I <laughs> also See, added some letters to some words and some autocorrect. So, so, so I'm, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to get this right. Okay. One of Brisbane four initial trail sites for frying drones in public, located. <laughs> 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 in the Liverton Park. <laughs> All right. So I was quite proud of the nomination when I made it, and I did not realize the description. I used speech to text for this and then sort of made adjustments. So I'm going to blame speech to text, but it wouldn't have it this wrong. But I don't um, think anybody would want to come and have their drone fried after they spent all their money on it. Like, let's see how fast no. I can say it these days. I've said it enough in my life. One of Brisbane four initial trail 
Yeah, one of Brisbane's four initial trail sites for frying drones in public, Lacacted in Cliveden Park. Like, <laughs> I've said it enough in my life. But <laughs> as you were alluding to, I haven't. Lacacted is the description, best. Mark, yeah. So, <laughs> because I could see you reading the correct description for the first time, realizing what's wrong with this. Yeah, I was kind of going, <laughs> I've missed something here, boys. I've missed something. <laughs> so it now reads one of the first trial parks for flying drones in Brisbane located in Cliveton Park Fig Tree Pocket. So, and this has been scanned one time. <laughs> it's something we can see through the Wayfair app. It's my favorite thing. And if you, you tap on that little arrow there, it would actually show you what time of day it was scanned. So people with home stops, we can figure out when you're doing your area scanning. <laughs> All right. Well, that was mistake of the week because I want to say that we're not infallible. Jamal and I have made Wayfarer mistakes in the past. Oh my goodness, yes we have. Great nomination outside of the description, so I wanted to talk about that, and yes, it's approved, it's all fixed up now, and we can have a laugh about it, but I would send this gift to people and just say, read the description. <laughs> <laughs> like, and people well, Lachlan, notice the frying drones, but yeah. Yes. I like that. Lachlan, I, can I please play the intro to Call of the Week? You can play the new intro to Call of the Week. I'm so proud of this new intro. <laughs> So the first call of the week this week comes from our inbox. And Jamal, what's our email if people want to send in call to us? Wayspotters at PokemonProfessor.com Perfect. So, Jamal, what is our first call feature? Oh, it's something that, that is close side? to my heart. That was a Lachlan side. That was a Lachlan side. So, Mark, people have figured out how to get their call of the week read on the podcast. And the way they do it is by sending a call of the week that features a live animal because it is absolutely my favorite. So I want to give a shout out to Bozo Dad who sent us in this particular call of the week. And Lachlan, I'll go ahead and describe it. What we're looking at here is a very handsome, very handsome looking cow who is looking directly at the camera. Like Move. he could not be posing Moo any better for this picture. And the title and description read DMJ Goat Pen. And I guess it's a goat. DMJ Goat Pen and Water Cotton. I'm looking at it and I said cow. All right. D- <laughs> My bad. Uh, and and what you see here is a goat and he's got his ears out and he's looking directly at the camera and there's a water fountain in this in the in the photo. And it could not be any more ineligible and one star than this take the goat out of the picture and just put the water fountain in there and eh, still doesn't do it i love this photo and i want to thank bozo dad for sending this over yes i thought you were like oh jamal's seeing a different image to me let's see where this goes um yeah i was as well i got i got really excited about the uh about the live animal and just you know how sometimes you see something and everything just kind of goes black i'm like live animal live animal live animal 
live animal. I, I, I do love the live animal, but you know, as, as Slatland said, you know, I am the rural trainer, and that is definitely not a cow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that you says you're wrong, Jamal. That's all I need to hear. Yes. Oh, Mark, soon you might be able to buy a Wastebotters branded T-shirt that says "Live Animal" on it. Coming Ooh. soon to the merch store. That's exciting. Live animal. That out there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the rural trainer much more. I'm sorry, Jamal. <laughs> I just did a bang up job with that. Yeah. Well, you know, I do need to buy some incense merch. I am, a, Mark, just so you know, I am a Patreon. I am. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a member of your Patreon, and I do need to get some incense merch because I like to think that a rising tide raises all ships. So we all support each other yeah. and we all win. So and that's why I join money from all of us. Yeah, that's why uh, in Seattle, I told the boys, I'm like, as soon as I get back, I'm joining your Patreon. And I did. Oh, so, thank I'm, you. I'm, yes, absolutely. All right. So, Mark, you've been to Australia. I'd love for you to take a look at the second call of the week and sort of explain what you're seeing. This comes from friend of the show, Haram Dingo, who's quite popular on the Wayfarer forums, the fellow Australian. However, uh, when he sends in Cole, he likes to edit these so that it's nice and compact so we can see the title, description, <laughs> photo, supporting photo, street view, duplicate checker, all in one screen. I love it. It's great. So what are we looking so, at here? So we're looking at a $1 coin. <laughs> Wait, $1 coin? What? Why would you have a coin instead of a note for your $1, Jamal? Hey, don't start picking on us here in the States with our coins, okay? Leave us alone. You have a $1 coin and a $1 note. What's the point? It's Susan B. Anthony, and we love her. <laughs> but, okay. yeah, Dingo is literally, and, you know, it, it's well-centered, l- lovely centered uh, image yes. of a $1 coin. even has the official <laughs> watermark on it that they put on coins before they produce them so that duplicators can't just copy-paste <laughs> Exactly. It's taken um, from the Mint's website. You can see it, can't you? You can see it's taken off of, of a website yeah. image of the of the $1 coin. And, yeah, that's about it, isn't it? <laughs> it's just... An image. So that's about it, really. They've decided to nominate this at their house, and they did it through Pokemon yes. Go. And how do we know that? Because it says, what is this in the bottom? Because Ingress still doesn't right. ask that question when you're nominating, and it's been a year in Pokemon Go. So it's an easy, quick test to see what type of person this is. And they've put it at their house, which looks like a multi-complex residential. So nothing wrong with that. If there's multiple apartments, you can have a waste spot. It's not one private mm-hmm. residence. But Dingo goes out of his way to highlight that the closest waste spot to this person is just up the street, and it's one of those dang survey markers. It's actually small, <laughs> about the size of a one dollar coin. So, oh, Mark, don't get don't get Lachlan going on the survey markers. You will be in for a long, long conversation. So, just as a reminder, currency on the floor is not a valid nomination. <laughs> I, that's that's all I need to say. Unless it's in a okay, museum, that's fair. Then submit the the little placard for it. Yeah. All right, and our last call is Pokemon themed, and this one comes from Agent X in the Patron community. Friend of the show, Agent X. Friend of the show, Agent X. And fellow Red Team Buster, because that's something that both the Ingress teams can fight towards. Because Ingress has added a third faction, which is AI controlled by Niantic. It's great. I love it. Uh, just a bunch of red lines going everywhere, <laughs> causing issues with people. <laughs> and it just all the Chaos. time looks like errors. It's like, oh, it's a Niantic. Perfect. 
Perfect replica. <laughs> so we have the Corazel Pikachu Hydrant. This hydrant has been in the community for almost 25 years and the only one by miles. It has never been used for an emergency, but still keeps watching over us for when the moment comes. Try and get it all into one sentence there. So, Jamal, I, I want you to describe this this for us. And Mark, if you can take us through the supporting info for this, that would be great. Now, would I be incorrect in saying this is more like a Mimikyu than a Pikachu? Would, would I be out of line by saying that, Mark? Mimikyu I don't think you'd be... Jamal. I think you're on... Not water electric. <laughs> Well, okay, so what we're looking at is a Pikachu on top of a fire hydrant. And I don't know what more I can say about it, Lachlan, other than it's a Pikachu hat on top of a fire hydrant. And it makes me giggle when I look at it, and I just want to think it's a Mimikyu. But it's but, only one for by miles. For only one by miles. So there we go. <laughs> the only one by I'm sure Miles and, is really needing that location. I hope he's okay. And, and, and if I'm being honest, if I'm going to submit this, I'm going to turn the hat around the other way because it's not even really centered correctly. I don't know. I'm going to go temporary when I do my one-star rejection because, I, I'm, Mark, I like to be kind of a troll sometimes, and like I will not put the 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 one star that screams at you. I'm going to put something a little bit different. So I'm going to go temporary or seasonal on this mm. because some kid could come and grab that hat and then we would never know that that was Pikachu. So, so that's this, how I'm going to go with this. Puerto Rico. And I want to sort of point out in the supporting photo, it makes it a lot clearer that there's a tap. Like people yes. use this to water gardens. I'm like... <laughs> So I do love this supporting information. <laughs> Mark, do you want to read the supporting information? Tell, tell us why they think this should be a waste spot. So this is this is the supporting information for this uh, stunning uh, Pikachu hydrant. And uh, they've said this hydrant helps the community. It's surrounding and Pokemon alike. <laughs> <laughs> Please help this community grow by adding this stop. It will mean a lot for trainers to come by, rest, admire nature, and do what they do best, which is catch them all. <laughs> I mean, you got to give them an A for creativity, right? I mean... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I right. mean, anytime you want to get them all in there, you almost have to give them a two. Not a one, but a yes. two. So, oh, that, that was a good call of the week segment, and I really hope our descriptions of these i want to say monstrosity pieces um truly do them justice and mark thank you so much for joining us for this segment of call of the week now to sort of steal another one of your traits from the incense to pokemon go podcast i think it's time for a verbal contract do can we ask you on in the future can we have a verbal agreement that you'll come on way spotters again when we make the call next hell yeah that's Done. awesome. Good to hear. Thank you. And I'm just going to, without Milo and Ian knowing, extend that verbal contract to them and Coops. So <laughs> yeah, That's included. We can agree yes. on that tonight. That's so maybe awesome. the next time you hear their voices might be a certain anniversary episode of Waste Spotters. Ah, who knows? Well, Mark, there's something that I am really interested in. So I have had a chance to obviously listen to Incense and obviously review your personal content. And 
I don't know if our Wayspotters audience knows of your personal content. And I was hoping you'd take a couple minutes and obviously we'll put this in our show notes where they can find your, you, you know, your personal content. But would you mind taking a few minutes and just telling our listeners what your what your strategy is, what you're doing when you're out there making content on your own and where they can find it? Oh, I will do. Thank you guys for letting me have that moment to do this. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I've been creating content on YouTube for, for about five years now. And uh, I initially started doing it just playing the game on my own. Uh, and, and as I've got more confident over that timeline, um, I've got more and more of sort of friends and local communities involved in the content I create. But, but predominantly, I, I create um, gameplay experience through YouTube. I'm very... <coughs> I record all my content in a very different way to, to, to a lot of other people. I do it all on my mobile phone. I'm very sort of stripping it back to basics, but uh, but do enjoy improving the sort of creativity as I've gone along that journey. But but yeah, um, it, it's it's predominantly Pokemon Go playing events mainly. And but as the podcast has grown, certainly over the last year, we've done a lot more events. With, with local communities and that certainly some, some some of them down over in Ealing in London and, and and a lot of the most recent content has been quite engaging with other people and that but yeah I, I love it I enjoy it um I work full-time create content part-time so but 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 do get a lot of uh energy out of doing it but yes Masterful 27 on YouTube basically um is, is the okay. channel yeah. So if they go to YouTube and type in Masterful 27 they'll be able to <clears throat> go in there and see your content yeah. Make sure you give it a follow, give it a like, turn on notifications, all those things that YouTubers say that I still haven't figured out. My 13-year-old is telling me, like, this is the order you got to say it. This is how you have to say it. I don't know. Go go oh, find Masterful 27. Yeah. Bring the bell. F- find Masterful 27. <laughs> like his videos. Follow him. Turn on the notification. Friend of the show. Really good content. And I think and it's really, really interesting that you give to other content creators. Because yeah, a lot of you the do time it all you from your mobile phone. Rural, you know, you, you stay yeah. local and you try to really show what that experience is like. You don't really go to these big events, but when you do, it feels like a big event because you are going to a big event. It's not yeah. like something you do every week. You're not just on a plane every day like Mystic 7. You're not just in the yeah. same loft apartment that looks like it's straight out of a um, television set that Trainer Tips is in. It's not Zoe right. 2 not sitting in a car at the same spot in the same you know, it, it's actually getting out there and doing things differently and showing a different perspective of the world, which we need to remind people exists because on, I know on Twitter you see people crying, but what about the rural players? And I think that's something the Wayfair team has been listening to because the Wayfair app as it stands does, didn't have a level requirement for you to submit new locations. And if that sticks when the app goes live for everyone, I'm going to say, well, what about the rural players? Well, you can nominate now is yep. like you can literally make your experience better without and even level 37 to nominate in pokemon go doesn't take that much time with friend experience and doing you know slight gameplay so i know it can be a struggle and uh, pokemon go was going to slowly get that down lower and lower and they said that on the wayfarer forums the plan is to get that lower and lower from level 37 and just keep taking it down all right but Mark, I do want to say thank you and thank you for completing this trilogy of incensed hosts. Uh, we did try and get you on earlier in the year, just before I went to the US, but timelines didn't quite line up. And now I've met your fellow co-hosts in person and I can safely say that I've seen your face and you've seen mine. And 
yeah. I hope to say that we're friends for a long time now. And if you do need any Wayfarer advice, Jamal and I will happily drive the Google Street View car around your city and see what we can find. So a fresh pair of eyes is always good. Yeah. Now, if you've liked what you've heard today, folks, or if you want to hear more about Masterful 27, as Jamal said, check out his YouTube, but also check out the Incensed podcast. They're closing in on their 100th episode, which is dropping a week before our 52nd or one-year episode. So it's going to be right behind you with those milestones going forward. <laughs> You're keeping us honest with your weekly releases. They are the only Pokemon Go podcast that has released every week since their inception. They've not missed a week. None of the other Pokemon Go podcasts can say that, and it's an achievement you guys should be very proud of. Same thing Wastebotters has done. We've not missed a week yet, Jamal, and I don't think we plan on it, which is why we're recording this now, so that I can have some time off at the start of December and Jamal can have some time with his family over this holiday period. So if you want to keep supporting the show or listen to more of the show, please give us some dollary dues if you can support us on Patreon. That would be amazing. It's only two Australian dollars a month, or you can save 10% if you join annually, which is a great deal if you're asking me. And I know in the US, it's still a dollar. So, you know, if you buy a coffee, just have one less coffee every three months and you'll be golden. Follow us on Twitter while it still exists at Wayspotters. We're incredibly responsive because one of us is usually awake to answer your questions. You can also rate the podcast on the service you're currently listening to, such as Spotify, Anchor FM, Google, or iHeartMedia. And also I think Apple Podcasts. I like Apple Podcast reviews. They're good reviews. And if you ask Jamal, five stars are the best stars and it really helps the show. And if you're that one person who's given us a one-star review and the one person who's given us a two-star review, contemplate upping that to a three-star, please. I would really appreciate it because it does really help the show. I know we're not as bad as Coops with the, the pestering of just fix your vote. Why are we at 4.9? But you know, there's always going to be someone who just doesn't gel with the content. And if you do have some feedback of what you'd like to see us improve, those low-star reviewers, let us know and we'll see what we can do. We have a website, wastebottles.com. From there, you can get links everywhere you can download the show. You can also send us a message directly from the website, or you can email us directly at wastebottles at pokemonprofessor.com. And Jamal and I have been talking with Ken, who runs the website for us as executive producer. And there might be an interesting page coming soon to that website, which I will tease once it's ready to go live. Very looking much forward to it. And we joked about the opening a can of worms with the incensed voicemail hotline we also have a voicemail hotline and it's for the american listeners 704-426-3710 but if you're international just add a plus one before it and if you've got credit to call to the us you can use it if not record your voice send it to us in an email send it to us as a message dropbox links however you want to do it anchor fm our podcast host also allows you to record voicemails directly from the website so that's another great way to do it or use twitter's voice message feature but we haven't had many people do that in a while Finally, 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 the Pokemon Professor Network is home to many podcasts. Wastebotter, Special Conditions, Gotta Watch Them All, Lured Up, and Adjacent Purified. It's a fantastic place filled with fantastic people, and that Discord community is only growing. And I'm so proud in the fact that the Wastebotter's part of the Discord is the most active now. And with that... Thank you so much for joining us for this magical Alpha Neo Plus C Princess Equals Masterful episode 47. Should have been 27, we tried, but the world didn't line up then. Thank you so much for listening to Waste Thank you guys.